main screen turn on. How are you, gentlemen? All your baths are belong to us. Take off every zig. You have no chance to survive. Make your time. For great justice, call now. This is the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Episode 148 featuring Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham with Gav Brown, Gav Drury, and the Sarcastic Voyage unpaid voice acting players. So, let's talk about this whole... Um, songs about stalking your girlfriend to see if she's cheating on you. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, first let's take it back. Apparently, this happened to you in a game. Okay, so I've been playing uh, Sleeping Dogs, which is the new uh, you know video game like GTA clone. Okay, is it is as a... good as Saints Row? No, nothing is as good as Saints Row. That's true. But it it's pretty it's pretty good. It's a take on like uh, you know sort of like uh, hard boiled. Okay. You like know, a, like like Ali Noir then. Uh, no, because it's it's current. Ah, very well. I mean, I don't mean hard-boiled the genre, I mean hard-boiled the movie. Oh, I see, the John Woo movie? Yeah, the John Woo movie. Woo! Okay. <laughs> but, you know, you play like a cop in Hong Kong, you're undercover. Okay. But, like, so I'm playing it, and there's the pretty standard video game thing where you meet up with various girls, and you, you know, you date them and stuff, and you start building relationships. Wait, is that a thing? Dating oh, yeah. girls is part of your action game now. Oh, yeah, that's been a part of it since, like, I mean... I'd say I, I play like, so few games. You really got to take I my guess hand it's on true, this one. Yeah, no, it's a, that's a big part of those type of games now. So you there's know? like a dating simulator. Yeah. Where is In there a... like a, like the kiss machine from the Lovematic Grandpa? Where it's like, ding ding ding, cold fish, ding ding ding. You know, like that kind now, of there thing. Was a, there was a sex mini game in uh, San, in San Andreas that they took out. Oh lord. See, I, I imagine those things are way better now that they have the connect. Mm-hmm. Where you can just make make kissy faces and like actually kiss you know the girl, yeah, and then make sort of groping the butt <laughs> movements and grope her butt and so forth. It's like it's like playing rock band. There's a little line saying no, no, poor, <laughs> and missed. the crowd cheers if you may, if you get it right. <laughs> I got to tell you, I've always wanted that to happen while I was having sex. Well. You know, maybe maybe pretty soon you'll have your chance. So so you're on this dating simulator, you and you you got the dud, right? Yeah. So I've been playing it, and there's like all these mini games you can go to. You know, it's pretty standard for like a GTA clone. Yeah. And so I get to one, and you go up to the guy who's going to give you the quest, and he's like, "Hey, man, I heard that girl you were seeing has been cheating on you. You should find out." <laughs> so suddenly I'm playing. Uh, suddenly my quest is follow girl's car at a distance to make sure she's not cheating on you. Um, so was she cheating on you? So you fo- hang on, so you okay. follow her to a payphone that she uses regularly, which you then bug. So you're Mr. Zaz. Ba- uh, basically only somehow creepier. Okay. So you then you bug her phone, listen to her phone conversations, find out that she is cheating on you, uh-huh. and confront her in the street. And all the time this is happening, I'm feeling very awkward. Yeah, which is weird because you're feeling awkward for made-up people. I know! These are imaginary people that you, you shouldn't feel awkward about, you know, little like, sprites, little pixels on your screen. 
this is the fellow I want to play when I'm not having to work. You know, this is the right. fellow I want to play while I'm unwinding. I don't and want. Now you have to simulate a fight with his girlfriend. I don't want to. This is not how I want to spend my free time. This is why it surprises me the games are the way they are now. I'm vaguely unaware of this. Like I play Saints Row and I play Transformers, and that's mm. basically it. And like, so I missed out on all this stuff. Like, I enjoy when a game has, like, a decent story. Like, that's a huge selling factor for sure. me at this point. Especially considering how very little, like, TV I watch anymore. Right. So, like, you know, I like being able to follow along. I like, uh, you know, I like getting to know the characters and stuff. But I don't... I'm not so fond of playing not so much a bad guy as just a creep. Yeah. But then we were talking about this, and apparently, like, it never occurred to me before how there is this whole subgenre of music mm -hmm. about stalking to see if someone's cheating on you, or stalking in general. But specifically, I was thinking, and, and you had mentioned you don't know this song, and I'll play a little snippet here. It, it, this is uh, I saw you and him walking in the rain by Orange Juice Jones. That uh... and the only reason I remember this song, well, because I remember crap from my childhood, but specifically because it had the best lyric of anything ever, which was "You without me is like cornflakes without the milk." That's pretty good. I don't yeah. know if it's as good as oh god, what the hell is the? No, no, but that's was... that's what he says when he confronts his cheating girlfriend. Uh huh. Well, if you put it in context where he's supposed to be saying serious stuff and he says that, uh, uh -huh. hmm, okay, that's how you're going to win her back, huh? His words have lured her in. I, I guess. I mean, he's not quite the poet that LL Cool J is. Well, no. That's, that's something I wanted to talk about too, actually, was, um, LL Cool J, you know, he of, um, I think my favorite lyric of his is either, she showed me the beach and gave me a peach. <laughs> that or, one. or, um, I'm kind of like Shaft, so you could say I'm Shafted. <laughs> That's also a really good one. I'm, um, uh, hmm. But, um, so we, we, we took our vacation recently. We went uh, to, to our nation's capital. Sure, that did uh, happen. Visited some friends, saw some stuff, saw all the America stuff, so Amanda could check that off her list and, and appear patriotic in our, uh, in her paperwork to, to stay here. It's like, yes, I looked at the Statue of Liberty. No, that's in New York, Matt. We went yes. to Washington, D.C. Yes, I looked at the Lincoln Memorial? Yes. Okay. And the Washington Monument and the Capitol Building and all that stuff. Mm. Um, you don't know what any of that is, do you? <laughs> all, the stuff I, all the stuff I've seen blown up in Fallout. Yes, exactly. And yeah. in lots of other movies. Actually, Fallout takes place very close to the awful tiny town where I grew up. Really? The, uh, the State Park Point Lookout in that game. Oh, oh, okay. That is where I took girls to make out when, when no I was shit. younger. Yeah. Well, prior, that place is a shithole now. Prior to the nuclear meltdown, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah. Used to be a Civil War prison camp also. That would totally explain that skeleton I found with the with the red hair and beard. Well, yeah. I No, I got out of there, fortunately. Um, the funny thing is that it was a Civil War prison camp, and if you ask any Marylander which side they were on, mm -hmm. you'll get a different answer every time. Because they, it, uh, we were um, the south, the north, we were neutral. <laughs> we were Switzerland. Yeah, no, we weren't. Yeah. Anyway, so we're we're in the uh, the National Art Gallery, 
Mm-hmm. which is amazing. The whole Smithsonian is a series of museums there. They're huge. And some of the best museums in the country, I think only matched or, or exceeded by some stuff in New York. That but, is definitely a place I've always wanted to go to. Oh, it's so great. And you got the mm-hmm. natural history museum. You got the art museum. You got the air and space, just all this cool stuff. And it's all free, mm-hmm. which it boggles my mind when I go to a city and the museums cost money and they're like a 10th of the size of the Smithsonian. I'm a bit of a museum snob. Anyway, so we went to the art gallery, and it was a lot of fun, and just looking at paintings and stuff. And uh, they had the art of video games thing, which was very cool. Ooh. Which they had some giant displays of uh, classic games. They had Mario 3. Mm-hmm. They had Monkey Island. Excellent. A couple others. And just, like, huge things where you could actually play the games. Oh, cool. And walking up and seeing, like, an eight-year-old kid playing The Secret of Monkey Island made me happy. Nice. But... Uh, so they had this whole, like, I mean, they had classical paintings and they had, you know, various ages and various schools of art or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they had this whole section of tw- the 20th century, like mostly popular culture, like um, sure. yeah, paintings of like from the 50s, like paintings of Marilyn Monroe and Elvis and, you know, mm-hmm. the 60s paintings of the Beatles and so on. And then you get to like now and there's a whole room of like contemporary culture. And okay. on one wall, giant, I would say 20 feet tall. Mm-hmm. Was a picture of a painting of LL Cool J. Oh. Took up the entire wall with like bling and like, I don't know, piles of money. Or, I'll find <laughs> the picture and put it on the, in the show notes. It's fantastic. And it was donated by him. <laughs> of course it was. And I can only assume he gave it to them to make room for the big one. It never occurred to me that he was one of those rappers that had the giant ridiculous mansion and on all that stuff, but that painting confirms it. Yep. Here you go, man. This was the thumbnail. Yeah. And with that, we will be right back. Sarcastic Voyage has embarked on a modest undertaking to chronicle the entirety of human history in sketch form. Join us as we uncover the mysteries of the past in our ongoing feature, which we call History. It's not as good as it used to be. October 4th, 1957. The space age begins with the successful launch of the Sputnik 1 satellite by the Soviet Union. But the initial reaction by the U.S. government was surprisingly lackluster. Tall and tan and young and lovely. Uh, President Eisenhower. Sir? What is it, son? Sir, we've just gotten word from our U-2 spy planes. The Soviets have successfully launched a small object or satellite into orbit. Yes, and? Uh, I don't know, sir. I thought this might be relevant to our security interests somehow. Ruskies in space before us. Kind of a big deal-ish. It's not a missile, is it? No, sir. It's a small object, about the size of a basketball, that transmits a beeping noise. Well, I can certainly see why a persistent beeping noise would be a security threat. Get out of my office, son. Yes, sir. When she passes each one passes Sir, sorry to trouble you again, but it's this Sputnik thing. Damn it, boy. Can't you see I'm busy? But, sir, the American people are growing increasingly concerned about Sputnik. The hell is a Sputnik? 
Uh, that Soviet space ball I told you about earlier, sir. The people are really kind of panicking about it. About the Russian space program? Really? Those sons of bitches have killed more dogs than the local pound. Poor little guys die of fear when they go up in those rockets. You want to know what this Cold War is all about, son? It's about dogs. We don't kill dogs to get into space. We're better than that. Because we're Americans. Uh, that's as may be, sir. But the people are restless. What should we do to ease their concerns? Huh? Oh, I, I don't know. Put out a press release saying everything is fine and remind them to buy war bonds. Sir, the war's been over for 12 years. Huh. So it has. Oh, okay. Sir, it's not enough. The people think we've gone soft on communism. They see the Soviets getting into space first, and they think... Well, I don't know. They think they're going to be zapped by Russian death rays from the moon next. God damn it, son. Fine. All right, let's do this then. Allocate 500 billion... No, 1 trillion over the next 10 years to getting us into orbit. Then the moon, and finally to building us an army of all-American Democrotron robots to defend our claim to outer space. Do you really think the people will go for all that, Mr. President? Sure. We'll just increase their rations. They'll eat that stuff up with a spoon. But, uh, again, sir, the, the war's over. Never mind that. Stop interrupting me. What am I interrupting you from, exactly? This song. Tall and tan and young and lovely. Like sir, this is 1957. That song won't even be written until 1962. Oh, really? And how do you know I didn't invent the thing? Tall and tan and young and lovely The girl from Ipanema goes walking And when she passes, each one she passes goes oh. New for 2012, U.S. Senate action figures The kids can't get enough of them I call a reset to disembodiment I'll use my subpoena to inquire about statutory powers. Available now, only from Crapco. God, Mom, why are they doing this to me? What's wrong, sweetie? I thought you said you wanted electrocution lessons. Yeah, I said elocution lessons. Oh, well, maybe if you'd spoken more clearly, we wouldn't be here. Hey, Ted, how much cocaine you want in this time? Sorry? What? Shit. Work around insurance company. How can I help you? Um, well, I'm, I'm phoning for insurance for my house. Well, we can certainly do that. What type of area is your house in? Uh, area type. I guess, well, I guess like the slopes of a volcano? Is that what you're looking for? Ooh, on a volcano, huh? That's not going to make it too expensive, is it? Well, that can depend. When was the last eruption? Uh, hold on. I'll check. Uh, yeah, it's still erupting now. My God, you need to get out of there. But I have to get insurance. My my wife told me to. And Eleanor, oh, why did you take her, you fiery mountain? Um, sir? Well, I'll get my revenge on you. How do you like being punched? Oh, oh God, it burns. Oh. Damn it. Another sale lost. 16 levels of compatibility, carefully weighted against your personality type and your romantic preference, and then you'll be matched to one of these three people. Hi, I'm Larry. I'm Larry, too. And I'm Lair. We like the lottery. And mall walking. And some Cheetos. 
Okay, okay. thank you. And now the adventures of Nick and Willikins. Last time, Nick got into my barrel of rum. Or possibly brandy. I can't be arsed to go back and check. You can't say arsed. That's, that's our word. So now here's what happened next. Willikins, I'm still pissed. Considering it's only been a scant few seconds since you last informed me of this development, I can't say as I'm surprised, sir. It's a delightful, Willikins. You, you're my best friend. This is highly awkward, sir. Please stop humping my leg. Willikins, I'm an adorable drunk, aren't I? In it. Yes, sir, you're a regular Arthur. What, the cartoon aardvark what Mr. Neil down the road does his voices for? No, sir, that's, well, that's a different Arthur. This is a movie about an English drunk who abuses his butler. Now, now that doesn't sound like me at all. Fetch me this movie at once. And so, Willikins went down to the video store, which apparently is still a thing in Nick Hall. Who knew? Sir, I've returned with the DVD you What are you doing, sir? I'm playing quarters. Only since we're English, I'm playing pound notes. And since I don't know how to play quarters, I'm just bunging pound notes down a loo. I didn't know you... I don't know why you complained so much about doing this. It's ever so much fun. That's as may be, sir, but the film you requested is here. Unfortunately, it didn't have the Dudley Moore version, so I got the recent remake featuring Dame Helen Mirren as the butler. What, a lady butler? They have those? Why have I been wasting all my time with you, then? Sir, the movie. Yes, of course. I shall require all manner of popped corn and biscuits to accompany my screening of this fine... this fine... What was this again? Arthur, sir. What, the mythical King of England? No, sir, that's... well, it's still Arthur. Anyway, I shan't delay in retrieving the inevitable loo fodder from the kitchens. Well, the boy was going to discover alcohol sooner or later, given that he's English. I just always thought there'd be more time... Willikins! Get in here at once! Sir, what is it? Are you safe? Are you all right? Willikins, who is this awful person on the telly? Bung it down the loo. Ah, yes. That's Russell Brand, sir. England's greatest comedic treasure, apparently. Oh, delay. What a thing to happen. Willikins, this... this... person is stealing my identity. He must be stopped. Fetch your driving gloves and jaunty cap. We're heading to the BBC at once. Perhaps we should get you sobered up first, sir. I'll put on some black coffee. What? Coffee for tea? That's like that time you gave me porridge for puddings. Blah, blah, cliffhanger. Blah, blah, next installment. Blah, blah, Nick and Willikins. Video library for those who only speak high school level Spanish or Spanglish. Our growing collection includes such classics as... Guerra de las Estrellas, parte cinco. No, Luke. You're sorry too, Padre. No, no, it's verdad. It's impossible. Right, Kent. After that, it'll take five years to get to Mars, whereupon it'll hurtle into the atmosphere, smashing onto the surface and spilling its candy goodness everywhere. Wait, so this is an interplanetary pinata. Why are you spending billions of dollars on this? To be honest, I just wanted to see what we could get away with. Plus, you know, candy. Professor Lethbridge, thank you. All the lonely people, 
Where do they all come from? Film it alone. Okay. Hello. Oh, yes, this is Chad Taylor from DC Comics, hoping to speak to Alan Moore. I shall go down and see if the master is available. Master, there's a gentleman from DC Comics on the phone who wishes to speak to you. DC Comics? Bah, I hope we spent down the bloody phone at them. We talked about that, Master, and we agreed that it was quite impossible. What with you having a cordless phone now? Cordless phone? Bloody witchcraft. Very well. This is better be bloody good. We just got the new Northampton phone book, and I've yet to cross my name out of it. Ah, Mr. Burr, first of all, can I just say... Yes, yes, honoured to meet me. My writing changed your life. Can't look at a comic the same way. If I wanted my ass kissed, I'd have asked one of my wives to do it. Get to the point. Uh, yeah. Well, as you probably read in the in industry publication... I haven't read a comic book since they cancelled the Yellow Kid. Really? We're doing many exciting things here at DC. No, you won't. The fans are really excited about our recent acquisition of the rights to the classic film I Spit on Your Grave. We're recasting it with Wonder Woman and the Birds of Prey. Oh, riveting. Isn't it? And the crown jewel in our new 52 is a long-awaited prequel to Watchmen. Long-awaited, eh? Long, long-awaited. People have always wanted to know the backstories of all the incredible characters you and Dave Gibbons created in Watchmen, and we here at DC believe it's finally time that they get their chance. You know, I agree with you. You do? Indeed, I think the characters have absolutely fascinating backstories. That's why I wrote them all. You know, how each issue ended with a text piece, they're right there. Well, yes, but we want to make something people will actually read. Of course. I... I don't understand why you people insist on thinking everything needs a bloody side story told about it. Well, Mr. Murr, you yourself once said that you thought a Minuteman miniseries would be a good idea. Indeed I did. I also once told Warren Ellis that if I stood on my head, I could piss in his mouth. Eventually I'll change my mind, and I don't expect you people would be willing to make a 12-issue miniseries about that. Actually, if you're interested... Never mind. Look, why exactly do you need to talk to me? You have the rights to my damn characters. God knows you screwed me out of those years ago. What more do you need from me? Well, Mr. Murr, we are willing to offer you a considerable sum. Oh, here we go. Merely to say that you endorse the idea of a Watchmen prequel. Yeah, for crying out loud. And for that alone, I am authorized to pay you a sum of two million dollars. Two million dollars? Yes, sir. You people just don't get it. I beg your pardon? You, you don't understand. It's not about money. It was never about money. I have money and I don't even want money. Well, what exactly do you want? What would make you happy? What insane thing must we do to finally get you to agree that you think making 12 prequels to a 30-year-old series is a good idea? I... I want to write, produce, and star in a multi-million dollar Watchmen musical live on Broadway. Done and done. Run over.
never buy a car So happy Harry last night broke his fingers in a bar The people all look up and ask if I will end their woes I'll cast my gaze back down at them and then I whisper no I did it 35 minutes ago For my pleasure dome in the Antarctic snow I opened the portal and summoned a squid and now DC owes me five million quid I would like to start the debate by answering the question yes there is a god no there isn't is too you take that back can a plunger be used as a bird bath yes or a very shallow urinal the sexiest fiddle contest in history. The devil and Miss Jones went down to Georgia. Remember me, Eddie? Would I kill your brother? I'd talk just like this! Nah, the guy who killed my brother was much more nasally. What? I'm not nasally! I never said you were! So, when do you start the chemo, Ted? Next week. Hopefully it takes, but, you know, positive outlook can only take you so far. Truth is, there isn't a cure for cancer, and until then, it's all a bit of a gamble. You've got Dr. Kennedy, right? Yeah, he's been really good through this entire thing. Frosted Flakes good? They're great! Dude. What is your problem? You just said something that was good. I assumed you were talking about Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. What? We were talking about his cancer treatment. Oh, oh, Jesus! I'm, I'm sorry, man. Where did you even come from? Were you just lurking there in the bushes, waiting for somebody to say good? Well, yeah. I think you'd better go. Yeah, that'd be good. Frosted flakes, good. God, I'm sorry, guys. I, I really have no regard for context with this. It's, it's like Tourette's or something. This weekend, come on down to Jonker's Ford dealership. Buy a truck and justify my purchase of this stupid, stupid, stupid cowboy hat. Devastation at this Mustache Charlie's franchise is unparalleled in the history of food service-based disasters, as the death toll is estimated... Doors are closing. I would like to remind customers that the next stop is Contentment Corner, which is nothing to worry about. Doors are closing. Please stand clear of the doors. County Metro Rail would like you to note the stabbings and other violent crimes have radically diminished at Contentment Corner Station. There is no cause for concern. that in the unlikely event of fraudage and other genital-related crime committed on the train and not particularly at Contentment Corner to please report incidents to the train police. Please do not call 911. Instead, reach the train police at 894-444-1287-555-02. Extension star 33. We are back, and our guests this week are uh, Irish Gav and English Gav. I was trying to say that more cleverly, and I failed. All the better gabs. I'm sorry. The uh, the hosts of the Drunken Time Travel podcast, uh, regular guests on our show, good pals of ours, mm. and guys who drink beer. Yes. Welcome. Back. So, 
Thank you. What do? <laughs> I, I I figured you'd be opening your beers now. Have you have you already played that card or uh... we've, uh, we've we've already opened. You've already started. I see. We have one we have one giant beer each day, and we open it at the start <laughs> of the day. That's yes. your tradition. <laughs> Morning alarm goes off, or I I don't know. You guys, do, do you wake up to like a rooster maybe? Uh, yeah. Ah, and then, uh, the, okay, it's time, time to open <laughs> it. Uh, for a beer rooster. <laughs> a beer rooster, yes. <laughs> it lays beers. And then you have this elaborate machine, like at the beginning of uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, that, uh, like, cooks or, your breakfast. Or, and, or Wallace and Gromit, yeah. Yes, or Wallace and Gromit. So, sorry, cultural divide. And then, and then, we, and then we come down the, uh, the fireman's pole. The slide. Yeah. Take your robot pants out for a stroll. <laughs> yes. Robot trousers, Matt, please. Oh, excuse me all the hell. Ro- no, robot pants would be something else. That would, that would be gross. You I'm don't want to say both. I have a foot in both worlds. That's true. You were. It's like I'm totally American, you're half and half, and they're British. So yep. we got everything covered here. He calls it post. <laughs> but he also uses feet for some reason. I don't I don't get that at all. Like, As opposed to, oh. I thought you were referring to... Yes, we'll did the English off. call the things at the bottom of your legs something different? <laughs> I meant we call them to... post. <laughs> uh, I, w- I was going to ask what, what uh, beverage you, you gentlemen are enjoying today, because that's usually a staple of your other show, and uh, we are interested. But, oh, right, I can say, but then you <laughs> you didn't care. I'm drinking <laughs> Copper tr- Copper Dragon Challenger IPA. And I just got a Skull Lager. I have no idea what those mean, Matt. You I'm drinking a jar of my own tears. <laughs> oh, man, I'm glad you said tears. <laughs> <laughs> well, tears means something different in Canada. But it's still early. Don't be gross. Yeah, the rooster just crowed. <laughs> it's much earlier here, you know. Uh, one of the re- well, I mean, we love having you guys on, and and I, I'll take any opportunity I can to talk to you guys. Mm-hmm. But one of the main reasons we have you on is because um, you were on what was it like episode. 15 or something way 17 way 17 thank you oh you remember that oh here that's the one thing he does remember <laughs> is it because we're not popular enough to be called a pop culture reference <laughs> is that just more culture <laughs> well the thing yeah. is you guys were in episode culture. yes <laughs> you guys were in episode 17 and and it was a fantastic appearance and and it was one of people's favorite ones and I don't like people listening to those old shows. I, I agree that you guys had a great appearance, but why don't we do one now that people can listen to when we don't suck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So, Gav, you have to be as funny, if not funnier, than before. No right. pressure. No pressure. Uh... <laughs> well, and you guys practice this every three weekly. Like you should be, you should be ready to uh, ready to go. And we'll be doing it weekly uh, this month. Oh, that's true. Because you had the two parter, and then you have your your science in between, mm-hmm. and. Uh, that, uh, that got at least as much as the actual episodes of that show. What's that? The, coming out at least as much as episodes of that Dalek. Right. Oh, God, yeah, 12-part arc. And, yeah. <laughs> I feel for you guys, I really do. Oh, man. You should watch that. It's a lot of fun. Uh, no, it's, it's, well, it's good. Just, it's just, just some the first of it's not. Just the first six. Yeah. Is it is it a reconstruction? Because I feel like you're setting me no. up here. Yeah, did the episodes no, it was, actually, it was actually exist? There were two or three episodes that existed. Wow. They just completely randomly deleted stuff, didn't they? They didn't have any regard for like, well, okay, we better not delete part two and three. We better leave the whole story in time. Nope. Fuck it. I just love that. It's it's like two and four or something like that. (laughs) 
just ridiculous. I just love that the, 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 the thinking is, well, we don't, we won't need these anymore. But they don't delete all of it. That's what I mean. Like, they didn't just wipe it all clean. They're just a couple of them. That's fine. That'll, that'll be fine. No, they must have just, like, cleared a shelf out and uh, something's <laughs> not endly enough to put them in correct so, order. So the way they well, had well, them arranged was, like, part two of everything got deleted. Well, yeah. well, there is a reason, but it's, it's like it's like well, actually, so we're not oh, going there. Very well. <laughs> no, I, I know they needed tape, and I was actually recently watching a documentary about uh, Monty Python, and they almost deleted Monty Python's Flying Circus just in, in one fell swoop. And Terry Jones said, uh, "No, here's some money. I'm going to put it in my attic. Stop it." <laughs> and then Why don't you just put the BBC in his attic? And then <laughs> be yeah, <fine>. please. <laughs> they had enough money by then. They could have gotten their rich Beatle friends to help out. <laughs> but then then when uh, Cooler Heads prevailed at the BBC and they're like, we have a rich history of, of culture here. Uh, can we have this back, sir? He's like, yes, you can borrow my tapes. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll pay for them. Yeah. Good for In you. Blood. <laughs> As blood and, you, and they'll be a fine if you don't rewind them. Right. <laughs> be kind. <laughs> <laughs> is, is blood a valid currency over there? I know, I know you, you've rejected the euro. Are you, have you embraced blood as a, a valid means of uh, exchange? Gav? I'm hoping we will do soon because I seem to lose a lot of it on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah, that stuff's at least easy oh. to find. Are would... the BBC deleting it? <laughs> deleting blood. <laughs> that, there's a new spin on your vampire uh, right there. <laughs> BBC vampires. Oh, so we have some mail here, and some of these people are aware that it goes to you guys, and some are not. Um, I should say up front, uh, English Gav wrote us a couple of questions that we're going to be skipping for now. We'll get to them next time. I feel like it's a bit unfair for you to be able to answer your own questions. So, and a bit weird. Yes, also that it's 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 a form of it's masturbation, a bit really. Yeah. Yes. And we don't. Which is why we should do it right away. <laughs> after after that infamous Pat McDonald appearance, we're not we're not talking about that anymore. Thank you, man. No, we're not going to go anywhere near that. Thank you, <laughs> Pat. You ruined everything. You really did. And the thing is, he's, no, no. he's Irish. Well, he's from Ireland, and he should know the whole reserved British. Don't you know? You, you don't talk about that sort of thing. I mean, I don't think that's true anymore. But that's what we think of you. Well, he's being corrupted by your country. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Al. Yeah, that's right. I, look, I didn't send them The Sopranos. They wanted it, okay? <laughs> they demanded it. That's how this all started, I'm sure. All right. Unfortunately, it got sent to BBC by mistake, and they deleted it. <laughs> yes, hello, hello, America. England here. We'd like some Sopranos, please. <laughs> now the Goodbye. Tape, now the tape just woke up this morning, got... <laughs> all right. So our first piece of mail actually dates back to May the 3rd, because I'm an idiot. Um, Mike X wrote to us with the uh, subject heading, Remember those earworms from Star Trek II? And so I assumed it was a post-Tomic Horror question, and I, I filed it away as such. And turns out it wasn't. So sorry, Mike. Nice job. I think I did this with Mike before, where I, I yep. lost one of his questions under the couch or something. And I feel really bad about that. But uh, there you go. Uh, so he says, hey, Alan, Matt. Uh, so here's the thing. Our 12-year-old tends to enjoy those Disney-slash-Nickelodeon teen actors-slash-singers. It's a lot of slash. Uh, like your Selena Gomez's and your Victoria Justice's. And when she plays their music at top volume, their songs bore their way into my brain and get stuck there on infinite crazy repeat. Also, while I enjoy holding our three-year-old in my lap to watch TV before bedtime, her favorite shows tend to have theme songs that play over and over inside my head until, no, please make it stop. <laughs> Do you think you guys have any suggestions on how to clean unwanted songs from inside my skull? 
Is, is a lobotomy too far, or would one of those old-timey rotating egg beaters do the trick? Slightly insanely yours, Mike X. Okay. Or, no, well, I think Julian Lennon's salt water. If you just listen to that, I had that stuck in my head for like a week once. <laughs> so that's like a salt water <laughs> rinse for your brain then? Yes, that's exactly right. I, I don't actually know that. Listen song. to better songs afterwards, yeah. <laughs> well, what, what's wrong with salt water? I'm not saying anything's wrong with salt water. But there must be I better like songs. Salt water. It's not the best song, right? It, it is. Oh. For the purposes of this conversation, <laughs> it's the best song ever. And I will just, fight just anyone ahead, who says differently. Just ahead of George Harrison's Got My Mind Set on You. <laughs> or Weird Al's I'll version. Put plugs in. Weird hmm? Al's version, this song is just six words long. Yes. <laughs> See, wouldn't putting earplugs in just trap the song in your brain That's then? That's a good point. <laughs> it has nowhere to go. Just you keep put it, it in beforehand and just nod politely. <laughs> is that why you don't know anything about pop culture? Because you've got earplugs in your head all the time. See, that's actually my approach. I, I tend to avoid pop culture in general, and so I avoid the Gav. awful things, but I also avoid, you know, everything. So, like, I don't... just nodded politely there, by the way. <laughs> Can you pull out one of his earplugs? Because we need him to at least hear what uh, <laughs> what we're saying right now. I would, but I wouldn't know what would come out as well. No, wow. Now, now all the time songs in his head are escaping. <laughs> Is that we're going to the zoo? <laughs> That's a Python reference. I bet Gav got that. I always get that. Of course. <laughs> I think songs can be removed Egyptian style by jamming a dental tool up your nose and pulling it directly out of your brain. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, uh, microwave works well as well. Microwave? Yeah. What, for getting rid of songs in your head? Yeah, if you've got the song removal setting, that is. So you like, pay a high price for Oh, of course. So you like wrap your, you wrap your head in foil and then stick it in the microwave? <laughs> no, that's that dangerous. That'll put metal in the microwave. <laughs> you just put your head in the microwave. Oh, well, of course. You might get superpowers then. Or cancer. The exact or opposite cancer. Yes. <laughs> No, I'm thinking you might get superpowers based on the song that's stuck in your head, which would just be the ultimate irony, because then it's never going away. <laughs> uh. Stand back, everyone. I'm simply having a wonderful Christmas time, man. <laughs> No one ever wants me to save them. <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was a bit of an earworm war going on on Twitter. I think it was yesterday, where someone brought up simply having, and then someone brought up something else, and it just it went on and on, and it was oh god, it was terrible. I just I just picture criminals breaking into into something, and then off in the distance here, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> That's simply having a wonderful Christmas time, man. We got to get out of here. Get out of here. Damn it! Get back here! Get out! Get out of there! <laughs> well, there was a there was a thing. I don't know if the U.S. military still does this, but they were uh, trying to drive some people out of a uh, an embassy or something, and they would just uh, get tanks with giant sound systems and play awful rock music for hours and hours <laughs> until the people finally came out and surrendered. That's a real thing that they did. They played like I don't know Def Leppard or just something really insufferable. Guys in there was like shows. You know, we fucking love Def Leppard. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours later. Okay, not that much. No, God, please don't we take back. sugar on me again. Steve, can you send someone out to ask him to turn it up, please? <laughs> Steve. Of course, Steve. It's always Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Dalek Steve or regular Steve? Regular Steve. Ah, oh, very well. Well, it was just before he became Dalek Steve. <laughs> After he put, him, put his head in the microwave, he turned it <laughs> Did we just uh, help you invent the secret origin of your, your long-running <laughs> character? 
You're, you're welcome. welcome. Yeah. I'm possible. <laughs> Matt, did we just both say you're welcome at the same time? Yes. <laughs> I was trying to ignore that, weren't you? <laughs> All right. Uh, next Someone one. has to inhale Coke now, then. <laughs> Take a drink. <laughs> Take a snort. Uh, let's see. This one's from Bob, and he says, Dear Al Matt, impossible guest. Not sure what that means. Are you guys impossible? <laughs> he is. The impossible guest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Or just highly improbable. <laughs> uh, Are you improbable or impossible, guys? I think my lack of knowledge is improbable. <laughs> no, that's pretty probable. Yeah. If, if, <laughs> if you rule out the impossible, however improbable, what remains is what Gav knows. <laughs> uh, it goes on, uh, zombies have been ridiculously popular in mass media for a long time. What do you think will be the next big horror slash monster trend after zombies finally outstay their welcome? Sincerely, Marco Nikelievich. Mm. We've actually talked nice. about this before, but that was a really long time ago, and our answers probably changed, so I don't feel like this needs to be tossed out. I think we could... I think you said cowboys at that time. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the logical progression. Yes, monsters, cowboys. Sure, Night of the Living Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> They're just marching inevitably towards you with lassos and... And after that, we go into uh, people start liking medieval history again, and then we have Night of the Living Knights. Right. Only since I've been watching a lot of Python lately, they're knights carrying rubber chickens. Oh, of course. On horseback still. Yeah, of course. Well, With horse tents. Right. I don't know. What do you guys think? Giant bees. <laughs> yes. How giant well, are we talking? Uh, not too giant. I mean, maybe like three times their head. So not like rideable bees. The size of your head? That's, that's not... I mean, that's fairly giant, I guess. That's pretty really? terrifying. But I don't know if you could ride them, though. Could you ride them, Gav? Do you think you could ride bees the size of your head? No. Three, two, one, go. (laughs) Is is there a bee in here for me to ride? (laughs) So it's it's purely hypothetical. Satire. You know what you could do is you could sit, you could put one foot on each, on two bees. Oh, yeah. And ride them Mr. Miracle style. Now, would you have to tie them together with strings so they don't fly too far apart? (laughs) Probably a good idea. Some sort of harness situation. And in other news, a man was ripped apart by two giant bees. <laughs> I was drawn and bee quartered. It's the worst thing. <laughs> and, what, and then you could have like half a bees. It's <laughs> <laughs> a nice little song for that. Or else, um, that's, a, that's another one you could have in your head. Very nice. Uh, so two I've got. English Gav, you're, you're the reigning science expert, at least among the four of us. Yes. I know there's a I know there's a thing about giant insects. I know that they're physically impossible. Are you aware of that whole thing? That makes me sad. Like there's there's a whole there's a whole tradition in science fiction about giant insects, giant ants, and so forth. Yeah. And science people have come out and said that's just physically impossible. They would I don't know fall under their own weight or something. Are you familiar with that whole line of reasoning? Uh, yeah. Oh, you weren't like five minutes ago. <laughs> Well, he read up on it since then. <laughs> it's like they're exoskeletons. into my brain. <laughs> you had to push that song aside and load yes. load that information in. No, so uh, just off the top of your head, what do you think the largest bee that could actually exist would be? I think about the size of your head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that mine or yours? Oh, yours. I don't think yours is the bigger one. Yours. <laughs> Well, that's still not a very large bee. I would like to think that you just chose that size, not that it's the maximum bee size. That that just. Uh, back in the prehistoric days, though, you did get large insects. How large? The size of your head uh, or larger? The size of my fist. 
That's not I very large. Know. But your fist is not larger than was, your head. Was that a threat, or is that just... <laughs> you, get, you get insects the size of your fist now. Yeah, that's true. When I, get those spiders in Afghanistan that scared uh, the fuck uh, out of me. Matt, well, actually... I don't know how big they Spiders They were the size insects. of your fist. <laughs> yes. They're not insects, yes. Spiders oh, took that many times. But obviously, the muscle structure and everything would not be akin to what the uh, miniature ones are today. Right, and, with and isn't great, it a... With great power comes knowledge of spiders not being insane. <laughs> it's true. Well, Matt does that. There's one power. thing I learned from Spider-Man, it was that. <laughs> that and uh, it's best to insult the kingpin if you bring notes with you. Yeah, and also don't <laughs> let your girlfriend drop off the side of a bridge, and if you do, don't try to catch her with a rope. Yeah. <laughs> snap sound yeah. effect would be very bad. Whoops. Boilers. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah. Um, it's like 25 years old. <laughs> Yeah, but this movie coming out soon. Well, that's true. Um, but isn't there also like an aerodynamic thing? Like you can't fly if you're over a certain height, or I don't know. Yeah, that's why dragons don't work. Right, exactly. Mm. Planes <laughs> work though. Yeah, this is also true. What, in general, or <laughs> <laughs> on average, planes work, dragons don't. I hope so. <laughs> is that your first scientific paper? <laughs> I used, to, I used to work around here. And then at the bottom, you wrote satire. <laughs> you can get away with anything with that defense. That holds up in court. I, I, I used to work around aeronautical engineers, and they I tried to get them to explain how helicopters work. And they said, well, basically, a helicopter is so ugly that the ground doesn't want it, so it repels it into the air. <laughs> Which, coming from an engineer with a straight face, was a lot funnier. I'm, I'm not doing it justice. Because <laughs> he actually wanted me to believe that that was the real, the real reason. He'd forgotten actually how it works. Things <laughs> <laughs> spinning still- things go round and round. Yeah, but a helicopter goes up. That's about right. Isn't it like physically impossible for helicopters to fly because they strap like a bunch of bees to it? Right. It's, <laughs> it's physically impossible for a bee to fly, and so if you drop a piece of bread butter side down, a cat always lands on its feet. <laughs> what you do is you strap bread to the bottom of the helicopter, right. and then you strap bees to the top, and then a cat. In the middle. Yeah, and then a possibly a, dead cat. A, right. And then you strap somebody to the underside and get him to sneeze with his eyes open. There you go. <laughs> well, that's how you launch it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like the blue whale should be in here somewhere also. <laughs> it's, who do you think is flying the helicopter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's a mental. There's our cover art for <laughs> if we can find a suitably insane artist. Good luck finding someone to draw that. Yeah, no for artists. <laughs> Uh, next one comes from Duncan, and he says, Al Matt, and possible if not probable guest. Uh, I'm an avid reviewer of the Escapist News, which is home to entertainment, videos, comics, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so nothing English Gab knows about. Uh, <laughs> recently I saw a video about the Tommy Westfall universe hypothesis, uh, and he goes on to explain what that is. We've, we've actually talked about this before. This is, um, the kid insane elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Ended up it all it, all of that show ended up being a dream of this one kid, and because oh, there was a crossover with that show and another show, and then there was a crossover between that show and another show, and they're all connected. Every show on TV is this kid's dream. They all exist in the same reality, mm-hmm. and I think that's they're really cool. What's up? More or less, more or less. Okay, I'm just checking if he's following along. Ah, very well. Uh, th- this was actually brought to our attention when the um, uh, uh, comic uh, writer uh, Dwayne McDuffie died. Yeah. This was actually his, his theory. Oh, yes, it was, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember that at the time. 
and because it, it just links up with so many shows. Yeah, it's fantastic because you know this character appears over here and this character appears over here, and suddenly they're all part of the same continuity. And then you're thinking like a comic book nerd, and you think, well, actually, if this guy was here at the same time, then you know My what? Hope was that that was how they were also going to end the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen comics? Well, that, that's actually what I was what I was going to say is uh, I'd love to see a single show that has like I don't know George Jefferson having a drink at Cheers with Mister Roper or something like that. Awesome. You'd have like a League of Extraordinary Sitcom Gentlemen. <laughs> I'll be awesome. Make, do that right now. Yes. Yeah. I'll, get on that. I'll get right on that. <laughs> now, would they have a laugh track? That's the thing. I think the laugh track would actually overpower any of the jokes. Yeah, I guess if you stacked all the laugh tracks from every sitcom on top of each other. And then they would build exponentially. Right. But they would, but only they could hear it. <laughs> And you it just, would drive them crazy. You just got Zen on us there. <laughs> if a track laughs and, so, and something funny, does it make a sound? <laughs> no, but a bee does. <laughs> a bee laughing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, even if the rest of this male segment does not go well, I'm just isolating that. <laughs> that was fantastic. Uh, but we got our stinger for the next 50 episodes. Oh, God, stinger? Really, Matt? <laughs> the was... worst part is I didn't catch it until it was out of my mouth. Uh, terrible. Uh, just as a side note, Duncan... The bee uh, or the stinger? <laughs> the bee just came out of his mouth. Which the stinger means, stayed in. Which means by the laws of physics, it could not be the size of his head because it was just in his head. Yes. Maybe it rapidly expanded due to the dark matter. Ooh, there you go. Well, bees are full of dark matter. Can you can Gal's you see? Gal's almost looking impressed. I was going to say, is he is he happy, or did you just see a vein in his forehead? I can't tell if that's one of those. No, he's always happy. Ah. <laughs> well, I've got beer. Yeah, there is that, which is running out. Oh no! So soon you won't have beer. Well, we better hurry through this then. <laughs> Your mood is rapidly dropping. <laughs> that's comedy juice right there. We need to we need to keep that going. A uh, quick side note, uh, Duncan, who wrote in, uh, I actually got to, to hang out with him a bit. This is my friend Bob's, uh, I want to say 14 or 15 year old kid. Mm -hmm. Um, very cool. Like did not seem like I was talking to a teenager at all. He, he hung out with us and he kept up with our jokes and, and very cool guy. I, we actually have him doing a couple of voices this week and, uh, mm -hmm. he's, it, it's weird looking at someone who's my age having a kid, which is, who is someone I can relate to essentially as an adult. It's, it's yeah. really yeah. That is, that unsettling, is but that's, that's what happens when you get old. <laughs> Yeah. All right. And that's what happens when you've got Bob as a father. <laughs> that's true. That's that was a compliment. True. No, I, I know. I, I just, uh, it's like the second generation of nerds. You know, you're, you're raising them yeah. to, to be. I just assumed he would uh, rebel because that's the natural, you know. That was always my assumption, too, yeah. Yeah, like if you had nerd parents that you'd be, I don't know, a jock who was into <laughs> Twilight or something. Yeah. Football, boxing. Well, they, they like football. Football so when you become a parent, you just have to become a jock so that they become a nerd. Yeah, you yeah. have to you have to become the opposite of what you want them to be. <laughs> and then one day you look at yourself in the mirror and say, was it worth it? <laughs> My God, what have I become? I've become everything they, I hate. <clears throat> and the earth looked back and said, no. <laughs> <laughs> My God, Bones, what have I done? <laughs> what you have to do? Sorry. Uh, I knew it. <laughs> you what a shock. Star Trek 3 out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we've already had the uh, get out, get out of there. Yes, that's true. I would have made that if you weren't here. Also, I, that's that's one of my go tos. You're gonna make any more references? 
No, but why? Because you wish it. <laughs> English Gav's just, oh, what? Gav's laughing, but I have no idea why he's laughing. <laughs> he must know that one. You must watch that once a week. He's got to know that one by no. now. No. 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 Do you remember Star Trek 3? No. Uh, Which one's that? I don't know. Well, he still doesn't know what Star Trek is because I guess I haven't told him yet. See, the thing is that every time Irish Gav turns it on, English Gav's like, I don't get this. Al hasn't explained what Star Trek is to me yet. Yes, exactly. What one do you think it is? Is it The Wrath of Khan? No. Uh, Almost. You're one off. Another another guess? Not Search for Spock. Is it the one with the whales? So close! It's Search for Spock! Damn it! You went right past it. (laughs) It's not searchers. I was I was <laughs> frantically signaling to you, and then I realized this is an audio medium. Yeah, it's useless. <laughs> nice job. He was saying search for Spock, and I'm like, thumbs up. I was deflecting the uh, signals as well. <laughs> Can't have him get things right. Well, that's the thing. You're 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 discouraging. You're using uh, negative reinforcement. I'm trying to you know trying to encourage him here. If you're not careful, you might just learn something. Yes, be very careful. All right, next one comes. <laughs> If you're not careful, you'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> this little one's not worth the effort. That was another, that was another pop culture reference yes, there, by the way. <laughs> I'll uh, give you a clue. You know, which Star Trek did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> speaking of that, the and speaking of earworms, Matt and I could not get uh, the Star Wars Cantina song out of our head earlier. So they stopped into Mos Eisley to have a drink. Happy yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, the parody of Copacabana. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, that one. Yes, yes. That. <laughs> so you meant the actual cantina. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that song's always on a continuous loop in my head, no matter what. So. Well, it's so catchy. Yeah, plus I see Hammerhead on my way to work every day, so it's... You know, oh, that guy. Yeah. Hey, God, me and you should do a science podcast with someone else, and that way I get to feel what you're feeling at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we answer another question that has nothing to do with pop culture? Is that possible? Yes. Dear Alan Matt, who is your favorite pop culture? <laughs> I'd have to say John. John pop culture. <laughs> uh, this is from Mike X, and he says, Dear Al Matt and possible guest, I've wanted to write in sooner, but things have been busy this summer, mostly due to our son breaking his leg pretty badly. Uh, this month has just been crazy. What with the week in the hospital, the doctor visits, physical therapy, the incessant robot attacks, and so on. Although, come to think of it, that last one might be unrelated to the broken leg. Anyway, I've been wondering, if you guys weren't already highly paid podcasters, what careers would you pick for each other? Would Matt be a great boxing coach? Would Al revolutionize robotics? Would your possible guest be really good at some other career? Preferably a funny one? Take care, guys, Mike. Ooh, I think God should be a priest. That would be fantastic. I would, I would pay money. I would come over there right now and pay admission to see English Gavitology. The Church of Gavitology. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It'd be I, great. Cause, cause you treat the Bible like a pop culture reference <laughs> and people would ask you about it and you wouldn't know a bloody thing. Commandments. What are those? Who is this Jesus? <laughs> Jesus. Who's this? Uh, I think, I think Matt would, uh, would love to work with the elderly. Uh. I think, uh, <laughs> Tending to old people, emptying bedpans and listening uh, to stories. You were really well suited to that, I think. How would you do that to me? I, I Besides know. the hatred, I mean. I, pretty much just the hatred, just spite, really. I, I think, think you could work at the Department of Births and Deaths. 
See, this is normally where he ends the laugh and says, fuck you, but he's trying to be nice to you. <laughs> oh, I like him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also think the Gavs would make great wine tasters. <laughs> Do we have to spit it out? Please, uh, can we spit it out? Yes, you get to have alcohol in your mouths, but you can't actually consume it. Oh, And it's wine. I Which, think I'd uh, get Gav being a, a crossing lady. A crossing lady? Yeah. Why is that? Is it just the first thing you thought of? No, it's just fun watching you cross the road. It's like you've never seen cars before. <laughs> so, so uh, English Gav, I know you. I know you're, you're a little rusty on your Star Trek movies, but there's there's the one with the whales where they go back in time, and they're from the future and they haven't yeah. seen cars. Is it like that? Yeah. You don't know about it at all. Like, <laughs> I'll tell you what, when I was in... I've seen it fairly recently. When I was in Rome, mm-hmm. I, I found crossing the road there a lot better. Really? Because there was, people just crossed the road I, in front of cars, and yeah. I found that a lot more liberating. I, I was going to say, I, I thought Italian drivers were really infamous for being horrible, horrible drivers. Well, you don't really... I mean, even if you're... Even if the, the, the zebra crossing thing, mm-hmm. or zebra crossing, or whatever, they don't really... They still go past if there's nobody there. <laughs> or, or if you're walking past, you know, yeah. they'll still, like, two seconds after you go, they'll, they'll drive on past. Apparently, you have to stare them down. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. In Seattle, I, this was an adjustment for me, because on the east coast of America, uh, cars will do that, or will do some variation of that, where... If you don't look both ways, they will mow you down. That's just how it goes. But here in Seattle, pedestrians do not look. They just step out and expect you to stop. Yep. And it is terrifying if you're not, if you haven't grown up with that and suddenly you're driving and uh, there's this person in front of your car and they're, they're not making eye contact. They're just walking. No, it's like you don't even exist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And okay. Technically pedestrians get the right of way, but you know, I'm in a giant metal machine, right? I noticed the pedestrian's face as she bumped off my windscreen. <laughs> we did make eye contact. I'd, I'd rather cars treat all pedestrians as though they're not there. Really? I hate it when they take notice of you and they alter the way that they drive. Just well, yeah, I hate that. Does that make it worse? I mean, how... Well, if, you, if, you, if you've already worked out how to cross the road, mm-hmm. given that they're all traveling at the right speed or whatever, and then one of them slows down. Oh, and that completely like, are you, screws are up. You, yeah, are you, are you slowing down to let me cross, or, or right. what? You'd just be a jerk. You've worked yeah, out if, if you just carried it on, I'd have crossed the road, but now I'm doing this dance. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, In the middle of the road. I don't need you. And people are looking. See, now... I think there's a, there's a fair segment of our, uh, certainly our female audience, and I, I got to admit, I would as well, would pay good money to see video of you doing a dance in the road. <laughs> well, I, I, I could arrange it, I'm sure. <laughs> it's not something that even happens in a nightclub, never mind in broad daylight in the road. <laughs> oh, that's right. Dancing is against the commandments, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, God never dances. Although, <laughs> although I got to say... <laughs> The, and, and I don't think we've mentioned this on the show for a while. You, you guys formed your own religion, the Church of Gavitology, which you mentioned briefly before. And uh, one of the primary commandments is no working. That's why you guys don't even type up the word work. That's why you get work. Yeah. So what the hell is this weekly podcast crap? <laughs> That's not work. Oh, well. Dude, That's don't ruin pleasure. this. I like that show. <laughs> no, no, no. You like Doctor Who. You like talking about Doctor Who. But then there's the whole business of, of the equipment and the editing and the cover art and it's our Mr. Slum does that all for us. Oh, well. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
See, I, I, that's why do I have to operate him when he's doing it now? Hmm? Why do you have to get me to operate him when he's doing it now? <laughs> you, you don't need to. It's a sexual thrill you have to have to operate <laughs> Mr. Trump. <laughs> he keeps telling you not to. <laughs> Matt, do you feel as awkward as I do right now? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how Mr. Snow feels. <laughs> This is like this is like when you go to your friend's house, like when you're a kid, and and their parents are arguing, and you just don't know what to do. <laughs> Shit, mom and dad are fighting again. No, but it's somebody else's mom and dad. That makes it even worse. Like, Let's just go play in my room. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, have- I locked your room. <laughs> <laughs> you must have the little push-in lock and not the turn lock, because it's stupid. <laughs> he just puts tape over it. <laughs> Crime scene tape. <laughs> Wonder where you can buy that. I, I'm sure he just collects it from the crime scenes. Obviously, that he's, that he's responsible. That makes sense. Yeah. No, you don't. I don't understand. I murdered that person to get crime scene tape. <laughs> <laughs> or just from actual crime scenes, and there's just corpses strewn about without any warning, just all over England. Probably an easier way to get tape, but this is much more fulfilling. <laughs> get off my god. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one comes from DJ, uh, who is one of the black mages. I don't know which. Uh, and he says, do you like peanut butter on your pancakes or waffles? Explain what? why or why not. I've been doing this ever since I was a kid, and there's nothing better than hot waffles and melting peanut butter with maple syrup. Call me crazy. Come on, do it. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, what the hell, dude? Okay. I, I'm no, not I'm, a fan of peanut butter. I I am, but peanut butter and maple syrup, that's, that's a bit of overkill, I think. Yeah, you're, you're crazy. Yeah. So let me, let me ask you guys. And not I, in a fun, like, oh, he's crazy, like, legitimately. Yeah, not like, oh, he's got a prop <laughs> arrow through his head. No, he needs yeah. to be committed. <laughs> he's a danger to himself and others. He's got a genuine arrow through his head. Yeah. Um, now, I, I I know I fixate on the cultural differences a lot just because I think they're funny. But really, you okay, you guys have all this stuff, right? You have pancakes and waffles and peanut butter and maple syrup, right? We can get them, yeah. Okay. Don't you have, like, a pancake holiday anyway? No, that's pancake a oh, yeah. day. Pancake day, yes. Is that yeah. a thing over there? I knew that was a thing in uh, like New Orleans. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Well, it's based True. on a Catholic tradition, isn't it? Was it? Tuesday, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's around Easter, isn't it? Yeah, because nothing says religion than pancakes. Well, pancakes well, well, and uh, chocolate. Well, yeah, right, pancakes. Exactly. He is risen. What more do you want? <laughs> the pancakes we have don't rise. <laughs> Very nice. Is that because they're not polite? It's because they're dead. <laughs> They've been nailed to Mr. a cross. Mr. Splown, are you getting more crime scene tape? Stop killing pancakes! Are you Are you implying that he crucified yes, the pancake? Yes, I did actually that... turn around to him there. So. <laughs> are you implying that he crucified the pancake that represents Jesus? <laughs> um, he, he crucified Jesus with a pancake. Right. Well, that makes total sense. So... Seriously, though, I know we talked about this a little uh, about when you came over in the eggs and you didn't know about, uh, you know, we, we prepare eggs different ways here. Uh, well, what, normally uh, if, if they do it on menus and restaurants, it's normally just says fried egg. It doesn't say, you know, right. egg of your choice kind of thing. But I'm, I'm curious, like, what if you go into a, a place for breakfast, what 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 do you have? Fried eggs, bacon, sausages, sausages, toast, toast. Slice of tomato. Slice of tomato. Oh, well. Bat put in. But like you don't do the uh, the. What is the, a what is a black pudding? It's uh, you really pig's know this blood. <laughs> Congealed blood. It's that like sounds fantastic. Pig blood. Is it really? 
Yeah, but whenever the new currency comes in, it'll be worth a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Um, no, I'm curious. Do you, you so you don't do the more like the the more pastry type like uh, pancakes and waffles and things usually? No, that's not really a thing, is it? No, not really. So when that ridiculous continental, I fancy waffles now. <laughs> Well, they are delicious. No, I'm, I'm curious when that whole stupid donuts thing was going on, if you're like, what the fuck is a donut? Oh, well, we know. I mean, there was Dunkin' Donuts came over here, wasn't there? Oh, Lord. That was quickly it's shit. That was quickly chased away. Yeah. Yeah, it shut down. I don't think there's many, any left, many left. No, there's a, Dunk, there's a donuts place in Meadowhall. Yeah, we normally just have stalls littered around the malls or supermarkets. Yeah. Shopping centers or whatever you want. Yeah, to you can get donuts. You can get most things, but just they're not we as do, popular, I think. Right. Rest, donut restaurants. We don't have donut restrooms. Well, I think Are they segregated? Is this like South, is this like South Africa? <laughs> yeah, but it's segregated like no Irish. Like it's not, uh, you know. No Irish. Donuts. <laughs> if a human gets on the bus, donuts have to give up their seat. <laughs> No, I just, I, it's one of those things, and we're, we're eventually, uh, Amanda and I, I, I bet Matt won't, but we're, we're eventually going to make our way over there, and I'm just kind of wanting to, wondering what to expect, because you guys got over here, and you're like, the portions are so huge, and there's so much sugar, and there's, a, like, am I going to get over there, and it's just, like, fried eggs, and that's it? Yeah, fried eggs that's and stuff. the only thing you can eat there. It's fried eggs all the way down. <laughs> yep. Well, smaller portions. Yeah. But I'm, I'm American. I, I need to eat all the food. <laughs> okay, you have five-hour energy drinks, right? Well, um, some of the places we were in America, there were people ordering, like, they weren't just ordering one thing for something to eat. They would order, like, two things. Yeah. yeah. And they would say, well, I'm not that hungry. And then they would order two different <laughs> mean meals. I, I, I just want thinking. three burgers, two fries. <laughs> yeah, it's just a light lunch for me. Thanks. In a bucket. Yeah. Actually, make, make it six Diet Cokes. I'm on a diet. <laughs> Ooh, and a chocolate sundae. Um... <laughs> All right, next one. Dear Pod Mariners, when referring to Die Hard, you often correctly call the main character Die Hard. <laughs> Does this make his wife Mrs. Die Hard? When she's using her original name, is she then Miss, Miss Not Die Hard? <laughs> Thus, if she'd gone for a double-barreled name, would she be Miss Not Die Hard Die Hard? <laughs> Thanks, I guess. <laughs> so you, you guys follow that, right? When, when you're watching a movie, the main character is called whatever the title of the movie is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the adventures of Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. Well, except Breaking yes. Bad's kind of a unique because uh, I actually call Jesse Pinkman Lil Breaking Bad. Yep. <laughs> I usually don't do that. But there was this one episode where Breaking Bad was all science and then uh, Lil Breaking Bad was all, yeah, science, bitch, yo. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> that was a great episode. Is this but what happens if uh, um, X Mrs. Breaking or uh, X Mrs. Die Hard gets married to, like, Friday the 13th. Oh, geez, oh shit. Yeah. Then she's Mrs. Die Hard hyphen Friday the 13th. <laughs> then she's formally Mrs. Die Hard. Right. Nay. Mrs. <laughs> Die Hard. Which is the fucking stupidest thing ever. I agree. I think at that point... <laughs> I think at that point you're Ms. Die Hard. Right. Like Ms. Pac-Man. Yeah. That's what my mom went with, that, went with after the divorce. So she kept your dad's name, but she was Ms. <laughs> no, she just called herself Ms. Die Hard. Oh. Awesome. <laughs> Die hard and a mom. <laughs> Die hard in Matt's house. <laughs> so now, uh, let me let me ask you this, uh, Gav, uh, Irish Gav. Um, it, Batman Returns is a movie that you're quite fond of. I believe so, yes. Uh, so in, in the first uh, Tim Burton movie, um, Michael Keaton played Batman. 
In the second mm-hmm. movie, did he play Batman Returns? Did yes. his name change to Batman Returns? <laughs> yes, because it was by Deadpool, because in between he'd, uh, he'd gone away right. for a holiday. Oh, I see. To the Dominican Republic. <laughs> where he fought crime wearing Bermuda shorts. I'm sorry, I'm just picturing Michael Keaton as Batman in a pair of Bermuda shorts over the costume. I oh, see, I'm picturing <laughs> he's, he's shirtless wearing the, the shorts, but he's still got the cowl. He's got like yes, because they, they did that in one of the comics. He, um. he was in the desert and he still wore the cowl but was shirtless. <laughs> I, I was just uh, subtracting the uh, Batman pants or trousers and replacing them with shorts. Right, exactly. Uh, do, now, would he have the utility? You were doing it like a science equation then, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, minus minus pants. <laughs> plus Bermuda so, shorts. Trouser legs quantity <laughs> squared. Equals dark matter. <laughs> Okay, what is the dark matter thing? I gotta know. <laughs> you ask me him? <laughs> yeah, I, either of you. You keep referencing it. I can't tell if it's a thing that he loves or a thing he hates. I assume since you're oh, saying it, it's a thing he hates. No, it's a, just a science It's thing. just a science reference for me. Ah, for you. To keep you involved. <laughs> dark matter is a thing scientists don't know what it is. They can't see it. Uh, but they think it's there because gravity, because otherwise it wouldn't explain why the uh, uh, universe is expanding. So they just made up a thing to explain yes, why basically. they're wrong about everything. Yes, this is exactly right. Why don't they just call it the ether? Because it's not that. No. Yeah, because shut up. All right. Gosh, gosh, you know. <laughs> Question retracted. I was trying to get you annoyed. <laughs> You didn't rise to the bait. I wrote in a question to Drunken Time Travel a few weeks ago where I said, uh, do you know about other sciences? And I said, uh, biology, chemistry, yes, astrology. Uh, yeah, and you yeah I assumed you were winding up. He heard it. He, he acknowledged it, but he just completely blew past it. I'm like, ah. Yeah, I, I, I realized after we recorded, I said, damn it, I forgot. <laughs> Forgot to get angry about that. I I had a reply for that, and I just completely glossed uh, over it in my drunken stupor. Do you have a well, give reply to him now? Uh, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> What's Star Trek? I, I, I like the idea right. of of going right, back. We do a podcast about Doctor Who. <laughs> What's that? Man? And then we did a, Then we did it. Sorry. Yeah. I like the idea of record of of remembering and recording it later to add at the end of the episode. Hi, this is English Gab, and I'm mad about something now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like right, a special. This is like, will we get one on astrology? Yeah, like, I was going to say something online that that would be the quickest one ever. In fact, I'll tell you it now. It doesn't exist. <laughs> that that's one of my favorite QI moments, and I, I believe it was Jimmy Carr. There, the the question was, um, how many commandments did Moses hand down from the the mountain from God? And Jimmy Carr uh, rings in and he says, none. Literally, didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> and it was one of the was usual. It was one of the usual talking. QI trick questions, but he had to get points for that because that's technically <laughs> correct. But was that the one where they were talking about the Bible and how many different chapters there are, there were that weren't like put I, into the actual Bible? I think so. The Apocrypha, I think, is what that is. Yeah, because there there was there was like a couple of chapters about his uh, adolescence. Right. This is um, his adolescence. Cam's going to get beer, but keep talking. Little Jesus. Little Je- the Adventures of Little Jesus. Yep. Right. We can talk Jeez. about science now while he's gone. <laughs> I do like that you stepped up and explained what dark matter was, and just like he doesn't get to say anything. No, nope, he's not allowed to say anything. You you cover the pop culture and the science, and he's just sitting quietly. 
Dark Matter. Well, is now a you realize why I do so much editing. <laughs> What's that? Dark Matter is a way cooler name for something that doesn't that doesn't exist than it should be. Well, right, it's better than the ether, except yeah. you know, or the aether. Well, that's that's yeah. The A is silent, Matt. You're silent. Uh, no. <laughs> I think you're fine. He's not. If there's one thing I'm not, Matt, it's silent. Silence. <laughs> you're talking too loud. No, not silence. Loudness. Uh, is he back yet? Yeah. Oh, very well. Uh, what, did you get a different beer or the same beer? Uh, it's just the same beer. Okay. Welcome back. We missed you. Now, the beers that you did, guys... Did you just vomit it up and drink it again? <laughs> <laughs> the, the beers that you guys mentioned at the beginning of the segment, uh, are they in any way relevant to your appearance here, or are they just what you had? <laughs> just what was cheap in the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I drank Copper Dragon because I knew we'd be discussing dragons at some point. Yes. Well, that was well spotted. Um, this is a thing for those of you who don't listen to Drunken Time Travel. They try to pick beers as they watch Doctor Who. They try to pick beers that are, have some relevance to the episode they're watching. So I was hoping. So, try to, yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there, there aren't a lot of beers based on Galaxy 7 of the yes. 14th <laughs> yeah. segment of time. And, it, and it's quite hard in a shop that sells 12 beers. <laughs> and then finally release the Doctor Who, the Doctor Who brand beers. You'll be set. Oh, well, there are there are Doctor Who beers. Aren't there? Oh my god! I'm really? sure, I saw one somewhere. How did you not pick Although that up? I, if you is saw this it? not in Oh, I, didn't, I mean, I saw it on the internet. Oh, no, it's not readily buyable. Now, if they have one, they should at least have eleven. I would think. <laughs> yes, obviously, one of the beers has With a scarf. From the subtle different flavors, <laughs> right? Uh, and getting uh, some bottles dressed up as the doctors. <laughs> You have to the eleventh one is cool. Yes, <laughs> beers are cool. You have With to fast cap. Right now, let me. I was going to write into you guys, but since you're here, I'll just ask you now: Is are <laughs> are the doctors just getting gradually younger, or is that just does it just seem that way? It just seems just everything seems to get gradually younger as we get older. Well, that, okay. <laughs> have you have you noticed that? Uh, yeah, plenty but... <laughs> <of> young people. <laughs> There's, I mean, the 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 first doctor is this, this crotchety old man, and the the latest one is I don't know what twenty five or something like that. Like it's, it's like eighteen. Yeah, it just seems at least with the new series, it seems like there was Eccleston, and then there was Tennant, who was a little younger than him, and then there's uh, Matt Smith, who's younger than. That. Is that just does it just seem that way, or? Well, they are younger, but I don't think that's just coincidence. So it's not a pattern through the eleven, just getting younger each time. No, the the youngest was Peter Davison. He was the fifth. Ah, very well. So uh, and then they, and then they got older after that for a bit. Oh, okay. so it's like an up. Okay, so I, what I was really driving at is the twelfth Doctor is not going to be a toddler. That's kind of what I was. Uh, no, what I was. Driving I'm pretty glad at. about oh. that. Yeah, hard <laughs> <laughs> have like a like a booster seat or something. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one comes from Flonk, and he says, "Dear Al Matt and potential sandwich." So there are two of them. I guess you guys could be a sandwich. Anything could be. a what sandwich. What kind of sandwich are you got? I'm a cheese sandwich. Obviously. Well, you are the, what is it, the king of cheese? The pope of cheese? What what cheese title was it? He's the pope of chili town. He's the cheese king. <laughs> mm, cheesecake. Uh, every region is known for their specialty foods. Philly has cheesesteaks, uh-huh. Maryland has crab, Boston has pizza, and so on. What food is your city known for? Your pal flunk. Uh, well, our town, Barnsley, not so much anything, but at all, uh, even nothing to do with food or anything. <laughs> not that I can think of, no. <laughs> nothing, apart from mines. 
the mine for cheese. Right. <laughs> now, are the mines still open? Because over here, like, the mining boom sort of ended a while back, and most of those mining towns are sort of closed and boarded up and kind of sad. Do yep, you, that's yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you go through, they call it the Rust Belt now. It used to be, like, big for steel and coal and that sort of thing. And, and just, like, Pennsylvania and Ohio, like, in the in the sort of northern uh, east coast region of this country, uh, they were big for coal and that sort of thing. And now they're just all dried up. There is there is no more. I guess they took all the coal. Yeah, I think they've closed a lot of the mines. Yeah, well, um, I think there's still there's... a couple still up and up and down, but... Mm. The cheese so, mines, obviously. Yeah, of yes. course. Of course. It could just I'll, be that I'm nobody not uses... allowing them to close. Well, of course not. As, I as, need my cheese. As the king of cheese. I just picture you out front pick, uh, picketing them. <laughs> Doing a dance in the middle of the road with a sign. You can't pick. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the mine that the Daleks have to drill down into the Earth's core so they can drive the Earth around. As long as they <laughs> into my cheese, my king. Is that a thing? Is that, is that, that is, an actual that, plot? That did happen, yes. Uh, <laughs> because when I was making my way through the Transformers, the the bad guys, the Decepticons, tried that plot at least three times. When they were drilling <laughs> to the center of the Earth for various reasons. I guess they were big fans of the Daleks. Is, is, is there just something we're, not, we're missing that that's the most sensible thing to be doing? <laughs> now, English Gav, is there any scientific benefit? Is there anything in the center of the Earth that you know of that is useful in an evil plan? Is there any scientific benefit to driving the Earth around? <laughs> Lava cheese. <laughs> Lava cheese. Now, is that well, spicy? They, well, they, well, they, <laughs> is it? And I imagine it's going to be hot. So you could do like a nice fondue. Dip some nachos. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's what it is. Never mind Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and Earth being a computer. The Earth is in fact a fondue. <laughs> <laughs> the crust has formed over it over millions of years, but there's there's fondue under there somewhere. Yeah, and, uh, and somehow life's evolved over it, which is going to be a problem when the aliens come well, back. That's a very their old fondue. fondue. <laughs> <laughs> when they come with their spears of bread to dip in, yes. <laughs> well, just wipe us off with a big knife. <laughs> so, I, I, uh, Flunk asks what, what our region is famous for. Obviously, our region being Earth is famous for its lava cheese. <laughs> because while we're from very far away, we're all from the Earth, right, guys? <laughs> I'm so terribly sorry for that. That's beautiful, man. I hate you. We're all connected, you know. No, that's not. deep. No, it's just, suppose, just like the phone. Uh, I suppose to answer Flunk, though, we've got a regional. You have dish. to answer him, don't you? Yes. You have to answer every question. It's Yo, legally put in. Yorkshire, Yorkshire pudding, okay. Well, if we don't, he'll just, like, ask it again about, in, like, five hours. So, what, what about tungsten carbide sandwiches? <laughs> You're not going to do it, are you? I was waiting. Not going to do it. Tungsten yeah. carbide drills. Gouda, go go say it. Tungsten carbide drills. Nice. Oh, that's beautiful. That was a perfect approximation of a northern English accent. Good job. <laughs> um... People I guess. love that. Our switchboard is lighting up. Do we have a switchboard? <laughs> well, it didn't light up before. <laughs> we didn't notice it. Right. Nobody ever called. Um, is it green? Uh, yes. Oh, blue. No, strangely enough, it's red over here. Yeah, it's the original <laughs> difference. So Yorkshire pudding, you explained earlier what the other awful pudding was. What What is Yorkshire pudding? What kind of blood is in that? There's no blood in it. What? It's butter. Yeah. yeah. It, it's just batter, yeah. That's it? Just, That's just cooked. And then it dumps some gravy like, in it or something. So yeah. I suppose it looks like a <laughs> looks like a thing for fondue. Yeah, it is. 
It's usually like cooked in the shape of a dish, and then you just put loads of beef and gravy and fondue dish. Oh, okay. Well, we have we have like uh, uh, edible bread bowls and things like in in restaurants here. Is it something this is like, like that? that only smaller? I see. Yeah. At least the way we make them here in Canada. Right. <laughs> Canadia. Yes. We uh, I don't know anything about what Seattle has, but uh, Oregon is known for Marion berries, which are mm. a type of fruit named for a former crack smoking mayor of D.C. <laughs> <laughs> and and are, aren't they also known for uh, for for not allowing gay weddings? Yes, is that, <laughs> that is the thing we love to point out because uh, the east Co- or the west coast has three states: it's Washington, Oregon, and California. Uh, Washington and California allow gay people to get married, and Oregon doesn't. It's like the west coast is supposed to be progressive and and so forth, and for some reason, Oregon just hates gay people. The very know. middle of the west coast is not. They just they they will not allow people basic human rights. I don't know what their problem is, but. The, <laughs> The rest of us are on board. I don't know why Oregon hates gay people. Maybe they're the aliens that are upset about we're affecting their true Sunday planet. That, that could be. So if you if so, the, so the way of getting back at people is yeah. to is to ban gay weddings. Well, and and to create Portland, which is the most pretentious place on earth. Well, that'll do. Yes, <laughs> uh, Matt. What is uh, what what is your well, in the grand for. Canadian tradition of naming stuff after Amer- after places in America, uh, please don't uh, bring be- up Boston pizza. Again. No, I believe the California roll was created here. What is that? The California roll is some sort of sushi thing oh. wrapped in lettuce or something. Wrapped in an enigma, wrapped in a seaweed, wrapped in Nelson's vest. Right. I uh, is that like Nelson's column? Yes. Oh, very well. Nelson's carbide drill. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do know that uh, we, in this region, because we have a lot of Asian immigrants, because we're next to the ocean, we do have a lot of seafood, seaweed stuff, but I don't like eating stuff from the sea, so I wouldn't know that. Mm. No, I hate no, seeing everything in it. Yes. I love things from the sea. You just have to be the contrary one everything we do. <laughs> well, you guys do live on an island. I imagine there's a lot of <laughs> sea creatures that, on your plates over there. Not on my place, though. <laughs> ah, very well. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I scraped them off to make room for the black pudding. Well, okay, so, so Irish Gav, we call you Irish Gav, but you're not exactly from Ireland, are you? Like, where would you identify being from? Uh, Britain. Okay, but the great, the British Isles. There we go. We have, to, we have to, we have to nail it down to a region so you can answer the food question. I'm just. Curious. Oh, okay. Uh, let's let's say let's say Ireland. Okay. Irish stew. There we go. Uh, well, that's not funny. <laughs> well, at least it wasn't a potato joke. Ulster, yes. I'm from. Well, I, I used to live. I lived in Ulster, which is Northern Ireland, for like twelve years, and they do an Ulster fry, which is a, basically a variation on the cooked breakfast. Ah. Which is imagine all the driest things that you can think of, and then cook it for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can imagine some so, pretty dry things. It's like so eating you, crackers. So you don't want me to make that again, then? No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Please let him do the cooking. You put moisture on it. <laughs> oh, I'll put moisture on it. Don't you worry about oh, that. Oh God! <laughs> oh, this is gone. This is Pat Chatner all over again. <laughs> we were doing so well too. We've never done well, and you know it. Yeah, that's that's a good point. <laughs> speaking of speaking of fried things, uh, and I, I guess over there, Scotland is famous for this: the fried Mars bar. It is. You almost could have had that the other day, didn't you? I did have one the other day. Ooh. It's what been. A, it, it was a few weeks ago. Um, 
we actually, uh, Kim, our pal Kim came down to visit and we were in downtown Seattle. And sometimes this is where, uh, the, the three of us were when you guys were here, uh, in the area sort of below the Space Needle. Um, yes. They have different. Isn't the whole of Seattle below the Space Needle? Yes, exactly. <laughs> but that, that area in the immediate vicinity of, of the yes. Space Needle, next to the Avatar Museum. Yes. <laughs> which two weeks after you left had a Dalek in it, but never mind yes. that. He was waiting for them to leave. Yeah, that was Dalek Steve. <laughs> but it was but it was missing a uh, nodule. <laughs> yeah, one of his nubs fell off. Right, his <laughs> nubs starts much better. <laughs> <laughs> but there's this area near the Space Needle where they uh, often have little festivals or, or what have you, and there's there was this food festival with all these different local food merchants giving away free food. Basically, if you if you could brave the summer heat it was actually pretty hot out but there were all kinds of free you know take a sample take a whole bag of this and it was really neat and all different kinds of food and they sold fry it, it was one of those they, they fried anything basically they fry a twinkie the fry there's a twinkie. nothing we can't fry right and so i didn't actually get the mars bar because we have those over here but they're not as big a deal i think as they are in the uk we, i got a fried snickers bar which is almost the same thing it has peanuts instead of almonds mar aren't mars bars different over here than they are over there? Is like, it, isn't it, a is Mars it, bar just like a plain chocolate bar over there? Is it? Over here, it's caramel well, almonds. Yeah, it's caramel. Yeah. Oh. Does it have almonds in it? So fluffy things. Nougat, <laughs> 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 isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. We, are, we have an almond Mars. Oh, we did have use of an almond Mars. That had but almond it's, called, it. it's called actually Almond Mars. Huh. Yeah. Um... So that sounds more like a Milky Way or Three Musketeers over here. Mm. Um, but anyway, this was just a chocolate bar with caramel and peanuts in it, but essentially the same idea. And they, they put it, you know, rolled it in batter and deep fried it, and it, it was all right. It's exactly what you think it was. It was a, a fried coating around a chocolate bar. I could only eat about three bites of it before I started developing diabetes, so I threw it away. <laughs> yeah, just like me when I was at the airport on the way home, I got uh, some kind of mocha ca caramel thing, uh, yes. coffee. Yeah, you have so to be we, into that stuff. So when we went to Edinburgh, was it last year that I went? Sure, one. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for what they call a, a stunner kebab, yes. which is uh, it's just a giant sausage that's wrapped in kebab meat and then deep fried in butter. Oh, nice. That's How many something. calories does that go? Uh, it's it's like a thousand calories or something. Wouldn't you have to light it on fire to figure that out? <laughs> yeah. Now if it burns, and then it smoke it. Yes. <laughs> so, so in absence of finding that, I had a deep fried cheeseburger. Ooh, how was that? Uh, it was all right. It's pretty much as you would imagine as well. <laughs> that sounds really good. That's the thing is when you have a deep fried anything, it's exactly what you think it is. It's a fried coating on the outside of whatever it is. Mm. I think it was like two sort of beef burger patties with cheese in the middle, and then it was deep fried. Mm. So did the I cheese was... get all melty? Uh, yeah. Like when you bite into it, was it like a mozzarella <laughs> stick or something where you just have the goopy sort of cheese? I don't think it was quite sort of that. So it wasn't Melted like cheese like quite that cheese. See, but whenever someone uses that fryer for something else, isn't there like bits of cheese floating around in that as well? Oh, oh yeah. Is there anything like the one like the one at my at the Wendy's I used to work at? They never clean that thing. Yeah, but then it <laughs> then it just turns into a sort of artificial cheese lava. It's very hot and it's got cheese and it's you know. Well, but I mean, yeah, and then you, you could shoot it into space and create a new planet. Right. <laughs> the cheese planet. He's just clenching his teeth right now, isn't he? <laughs> He's always clenched. 
Jeez. <laughs> I've been worn down to nubs. <laughs> that, you just That's where the Daleks get their things from. <laughs> yes. Matt, are you are you being paid to mention nubs? Is this some kind of <laughs> paid by the nub lobby? Are you buzz marketing nubs? <laughs> he's, he's he's getting paid by the nub pub. <laughs> he's getting, no, no, I don't get the, I don't make that much money. I get paid a certain amount for each nubbin. You get paid you get paid in blood. And twelve nubbins make up a nub. <laughs> you get a pint of blood for every nub. A nu- nub blood? Yes. I believe that's a nubbin. <laughs> <laughs> So this ended up being a two-part mail segment. Uh, We ended up doing this whole thing for about two hours. So we're going to cut it off here, and we will pick it up next week, continuing with your questions for Irish Gav and English Gav. Uh, For now, check out their Doctor Who podcast, Drunken Time Travel. It's drunkentimetravel.blogspot.com, and it's available on iTunes. And we'll see you next episode. We're going to stop talking now. This installment of the Sarcastic Voyage podcast featured Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham with Duncan Bosco, Mark Bosco, Gav Brown, Mark Darren, Gav Drury, Kimberly Lajeunesse, and Joe Keenley, with a special appearance by the Child Labor Coalition of Southern Wisconsin. It was written by Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham with Gav Brown and Amanda Smith. Visit SarcasticVoyage.com for show notes, alternate file formats, and related merchandise. Listener feedback can be sent to podcast at algar.com or to the show's voicemail, 206-973-3982. The Sarcastic Voyage podcast is a trademark of Algar Productions, copyright 2012. Lemon myrtle, cinnamon myrtle, peppermint gum, Tasmanian blue gum, strawberry gum, blue leaf molly, lemon ironbark, broadleaf paperbark, weeping paperbark, aniseed myrtle. And finally tonight we'll be talking to Tamsin Goatsbody, lead singer of new, what does this say, Alternacoustics? Alternacoustic band Mushy Peas. Actually, I'm the lead singer, backup singer, guitarist, and lead laser harpist. Okay, and you're providing the soundtrack for which film? We basically have a lifetime contract with any film Wes Anderson puts out. Currently, we're recording Blessed Be the Johnsons. Oh, and uh, who is we? Well, mostly me, but I have my daughter, Snoop Lion William. Snoop Lion? Named for the rapper? Who? I'm unfamiliar with your music. Can you name some of your songs? Well, our first CD, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, has, let's see, Poker Fever, a parentheses, Miscarriage, Trundle Worthy, Candy Dandelion Tamer, and All My Squishiest Poops. Uh-huh. All right, I'm going to drop this 16-ton weight on you. You tell me if it hurts. 